The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Hey, Do Joy listeners, I'm so happy to be back with y'all today, and I'm so excited to see how many of you are going to be with me this week for the absolutely free online workshop at the Institute for Creative Living for elevating your vibration and accessing your joy during these tricky, sticky times when it's not so easy to access. If you haven't registered yet, you can do that for free as my podcast listener guest through the website, lisamcourt.com, and we're going to have an incredible time Wednesday. We're also going to have an incredible time right now because I've invited a guest who is so super aligned with everything we do here, and she's going to take us even deeper down some of the rabbit holes that we've been dipping our toes into because she's wicked smart about these things. Holly Copeland is a scientist, geek, a biohacker with a passion for personal wellness, spiritual growth, and transformation. She's a certified human potential coach, founder and owner of Heart Mind Alchemy, and some other really cool things that she'll tell us about. Welcome, Holly. Hi. Thank you, Lisa. I'm so excited to be here, and hello to everybody who's listening. Yay. So recently holly we've been looking at this interplay between the microcosm and the macrocosm our internal world and the external with so much going on in the external for everybody now and i know that you have some brilliant light to shed on this topic especially in terms of what neuroscience is learning about the mind's role in all of this individual body and global coherence how we're connected by quantum energy fields Tell us about that connection from your very learned point of view. Oh my gosh, that's a big opening question. (laughs) (laughs) Pick any thread from Um, that or I could break it down. Yeah, what I would love to do is break it down by just explaining a little bit about maybe where I come from and some of my story to kind of put some context into that really beautiful question. Um, Because... I came from a place of, you know, I was a scientist for the Nature Conservancy for 20 years and then working for University of Wyoming. And I was kind of bought and sold into that materialistic mindset of kind of our normal version of success, you know, trying really hard to help the world every day by, you know, on conservation issues. And um, yet my mind, was even though I'm, you know, pay attention to the food I eat and exercise, like do the things that we're supposed to do. There was just a really chattery voice in my head that I couldn't get to go away. And I tried meditation before in my life. And I tried that kind of deeper inner journey. And it just was really hard. It just, it's hard to sit down for 20 or 30 minutes in silence. 
And um, in January of 2019, I decided to <laughs> um, really tackle that. And I, you know, just was determined to rewire my brain. And I took a deep dive into um, brain waves and brainwave science and consciousness to try to really understand myself so that I could get out of my head literally and more into my heart. And um, through the help of some amazing teachers and studying meditation and neurofeedback and really diving into that, I was able to do that and really land in a completely different place. As I tell people, I like felt like I upgraded my operating system significantly. And so um, I guess I want to start by just contrasting that my experience is that, you know, the way we grow up in Western society and kind of we're very knowledge based, right? Like everything is about gathering and acquiring knowledge so we can be a better person. Mm. And so there, the that's done some amazing things in terms of technology and the way the Western world has advanced. But the problem with that is that we sense and feel that there's always something lacking. Like we always need something else to be complete. There's always another book we need to read or another podcast we need to listen to, to, to kind of get the knowledge so that we're okay. And I really, um, you know, this inward journey for me is, is the journey for our essential and true self, our journey into the matrix, if it, as it were, into finding this source consciousness that we really are, that is fundamentally whole, that is fundamentally okay. Like everybody listening, you're already okay just the way you are. Like there's this perfect, you know, divine being that is landing here in the body that is unfolding and, and manifesting through you and it's a co-creation process. And so this, the meditation though, helps you really see and feel and know that for yourself. And you know this um, complete and whole being that you are, this natural mind as the Dzogchen Tibetan teachings teach, which I have studied now for several years and just really transformed my life. Um, this, or as Eckhart Tolle says, this presence, this true ground of our being, which is spirit, which is present, which is whole and learning to live from that. That's really, to me, the journey. So I'll pause there because I want to see how well that started to address the question that I'll, then we can work into the details of what, what where you want to go with that. That was beautiful to address the question. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we use Eckhart totally terminology a lot in joy school the the ego and the external and internal and the um horizontal mind and vertical mind we we access a lot and yeah our big project ongoing always because there's always another level you can get to with it is to pay attention to those competing voices in our heads and just to keep continually working to suss out which is the voice of my true self my inner wisdom and you mentioned listening to that voice in your head, and it sounds like you found a lot of different uh, practices, modalities, techniques. There, there wouldn't happen to be a, a simple little practice that my listeners could do this week to help to discern that inner voice. And that could come up at any point in our conversation, but I always leave them with one thing, and I, I just wanted to grab onto this one since it's something that comes up a lot for us, is we're always looking for new tools to to hear those voices and know, oh, that one's my fears, that one's coming from ego, that one's coming from my early conditioning. Ah, oh, that's the voice of my inner knowing, my inner wisdom. Oh, I love that question. Okay, sure. Do you want me to do a little short view into that right now? Would I that be okay? I do. <laughs> I very much okay. do. <laughs> yeah, as I, um, I have a guided, um, a meditation teacher on Insight Timer, and I do something called Return to Awareness that I guide. And so, um, yeah, so let's just do a short five-minute practice. So for everybody listening, and I love this because I experience, it's about experience. It's, it's not about knowing something else, right? So you have to experience this for yourself. So as you're listening, just notice first that 
we're going to step through all the senses and we're going to notice the relationship between ourselves and the senses. So we'll just start to focus in on sight, right? And notice, maybe look at an object in your room. I'm looking at a small painting of a bird. And just notice our ordinary, normal way of looking at an object is that there's a me in here and our eyes are going out to the object. It feels like we're two separate things, me and the thing that I'm looking at. Okay, and so now start instead to expand your your focus so it's not so narrow and gazed and just sort of allow your eyes to soften so you feel a more softened view and then focus in on the space between you and the object you're looking at. And then bring that space into your closer so it feels like the space is between your ears. And then allow that space to drop down into your heart. It actually feels like you're looking out at this object through the eyes of your heart. Close your eyes. Just feel this heart-centered knowing that was knowing the space in the room. And on your sound, so listen to the sound of my voice coming to your ears. Just allow yourself to receive the sound. Move into sensation, so feeling and knowing sensations on your skin. Every moment, you're just simply knowing. It's knowing awareness. It was knowing sight and knowing hearing. Now knowing senses or feeling. And as we move through these different senses, notice that the knowing doesn't change. If we focus in on taste in your mouth, that all the time there's just the knowing, there's the same knowing. So everything that we're touching on, these are all objects, is our experience of reality. But we're, we're now turning our attention around from the objects, from the seeing, the hearing, the sensing, the tasting, and actually bring a thought to mind, maybe a simple thought like what you had for breakfast. And notice that even that, the knowing of thinking, it's the same knowing. And so, what we notice here is there's a sameness with everything we're experiencing in reality is just actually one thing happening. It feels like it's a lot of things, but start to see that all of it is just the knowing of information coming into awareness. So every moment we're just knowing and knowing and knowing. 
taking your attention is turned around, as it were, from the objects that you're knowing to the knower itself. And notice this knower that doesn't change is ever present. It doesn't come and go in time, as it were. Right? This knowing quality is never going to leave you. And you actually know that with more certainty than anything else in your reality. Just like thoughts are going to come and go. Sights are going to come and go, but this knowing quality is not leaving you. Notice also that this knowing quality has no boundaries or limits. So notice that you can't find an edge in space where the knowing isn't. And so in the scriptures, in the Vedas, in all the great teachings, this I am that they're pointing to, this knowing I, I am presence, is you. This is your true being. This is your true self. The one thing you can't, can't leave you. And notice also that this knowing quality, there's a luminescence to it. There's like a light or a radiance. And I feel this most in my heart. So see what you notice if you bring your awareness to your heart, that there's a luminescent presence. This is what's true. This is the real you. This is who you are. And what you'll find is if you keep bringing your attention away from the objects in reality, back into this luminous being, this luminous presence, that all the answers come, all of life flows from here, and you can live in unbounded joy simply by coming back and returning to this essential being that you really are, already whole, already enough, and always and always okay. Molly, thank you for that gift. Wow, right off the bat, that was so beautiful. Okay, listeners, if you were washing dishes or walking the dog or something, you need to do a replay. You need to listen again when you can just sit quietly in a room and feel that because you will feel it. We always talk about the, you know, the vibratory imprint that every person is making on the planet and you will feel Holly's energy there for sure. It dovetails with a lot of that cartole work that we've done, but in a, a really beautiful flavor that, that came through with that. Thank you, Holly. This is on Insight Timer. You have similar meditations on Insight Timer. I, always... I do. I do. Yeah. I have a number uh, of meditations on Insight Timer and um, and I guide once a week for free on the live site as well. Oh, all right. Well, for sure you have to tell that. Well, since we're doing it right now, just tell us where they can find that and we'll make sure they know all the ways to find you. But they'll just look up your name, Holly Copeland on Insight Timer. And then where do you, that's also where you do the, the free live guide. Exactly. Okay. Yep. And it's all Holly right. Aaron Copeland. I use my middle name. So Erin, um, E-R-I-N. Okay. Just wanted yep. to make sure y'all had that while we're, while we're there at this point in the podcast that was so lovely thank you thank you you're welcome you're welcome what did you notice i'm so curious what your experience was the the it just felt like a little bit of a different way to become aware of that essence that is the the premise of joy school is that every one of us is joy at our core at our our inner being we all are joy we just most of us have some obstructions to experiencing ourselves as that on a day-to-day -day basis. So our whole work is about identifying and, and sort of pushing aside those obstructions so that we can feel that more. So that's what I mean. It's completely in alignment. But I loved the um, 
the 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 feeling of taking the space between me and the prayer flag that I was looking at, having that space like pulled into my heart felt very visceral. And that was something, you know, that I hadn't hadn't experienced before. So it, it brought a little tears to my eyes. I, I really um, experienced that with you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Okay, now I got to get back in my my brain because there's so many brainy questions I want to ask you. <laughs> I completely left my brain aside now. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, it's in trouble, really. <laughs> no, that was kind of the point of the exercise, but the people want to know things. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I got it. <laughs> okay. So so biohacking for the benefit of health and well-being. This is very exciting language. Cracking this code to upgrade from an ordinary mind to a luminous awareness. Is, did we just do biohacking? Is that, is that what you mean by that? I would call that ancient Tibetan biohacking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that, you know, that one is, is based on, yeah, it's based on Tibetan teachings that I've been learning and practicing and teaching. Um, and wow. I mean, the tech, let's, we'll just pause and say the technologies that the Tibetans and Hindus brought through with understanding the mind and how to work with the mind in order to help people, you know, see clearly the tr the true essence, as you say, from all of the distractions, all the objects that, you know, come at us in reality, like they made a whole science out of the mind, truly. I mean, that's why the Dalai Lama is so into neuroscience and neurofeedback, because, you know, he sees that this connection between their working with the mind, which they've done so brilliantly, and our modern, you know, our modern ways of measuring the mind. And so I, one of the, the things that happened to me in my rewire my brain journey is that I found a device called the Muse headband. And so this is biohacking tool, you know, we're going to call it number two. <laughs> we have the ancient real, you know, the ancient technologies. And then we have these new technologies like the Muse headband, which you put it on, it's a little thin headband that goes on your head and it measures your brain waves. And it um, gives you feedback when you put it on as to what your brain is doing. And so if your brain is really busy, then you get hear a lot of rain. And as your brain quiets and stills, the rain starts to go away and you get this nice, real calm peace. And so the idea with that is to kind of break apart the black box of what feels like the, you know, this black box of this thing in our head that we can like, how do I, how do I quiet my mind exactly? And this gives you a tool for what quiet mind feels like. So you start to focus, you know, calm, use your breath, follow the breath, and then you'll start to hear and hear the, the rain quiet. And then you can really feel what a quiet mind feels like. And the idea is that ultimately you don't need the device, but the neurofeedback helps you to know for yourself what quiet mind feels like. So it's a beautiful training tool. It was the first one that I really dove into um, and it helped me so much. And I, and I guess I want to step back and just say biohacking to me is, is the science, the art of taking charge of your own health biohacking is, is I'm, I really see that I'm actually the CEO here and I'm the one who knows me best and knows what I need and deep listening into that and really taking that seriously. Not, you know, they don't go to the doctor to help their I mean, doctors are amazing and functional medicine specialists have helped me so much and acupuncturists and all that but that we source our own wisdom first and we source our own deep knowing. And then these people become experts that help us, you know? Sure. So I feel like biohacking is actually a mindset of, I take charge of my own health and become my own curious investigator 
into the science of me and you know I'm sure that starts with having a belief that you can do that I think that's where a lot of people just would it would just end right there I think once you completely understand and know that you have that within your capability then people can get excited about following the steps to to doing it I think a lot of people just don't believe that's the, the case hundred percent you're so right it has to start with your own belief that that's possible that you really have the tools in you you know you best and and that your body is naturally intelligent you know we're not a chunk of meat you know so stop thinking that that's you know that's just not like on the menu that's not even an option we are you know divine intelligence and that is infused in our whole body our body wants to heal our body actually is a self-healing mechanism and so we can tune into that start to as you say you know have this belief that i absolutely can change my body's actually trying to heal in every moment um yeah and it's got wisdom to tell us and teach us you know i think most people if you start to tune in you know, oh, I feel like this is an issue in my belly. And that's about a larger issue of so, you know, it's leading the way you have to follow the breadcrumbs, though, and believe you're the one who can do that who knows you best. Yeah, I I can't help but be reminded, I'm sure you're aware of heart math. We had some heart (laughs) math Institute representatives in my joy school presenting about that that um, I had never heard of the the headband, but you know, they have devices also to bring you into to heart coherence. Is it a similar kind of technology or completely different? Yeah, it is similar. I love heart math. I've got a heart math device as well. Um, and so the heart math, you know, is focused on heart coherence, which is bringing the whole body system into coherence. And Fundamentally, I mean, there's 60,000 more times more signals coming from your heart to your brain than your brain to your heart. They probably might have said that in the podcast. So fundamentally, um, this well-being, I'm with them. I think it actually does start in the heart. I think it starts with breathing into the heart, breathing into the belly, you know, bringing this nervous system Um, the relaxation and rest systems online. And when we do that, lo and behold, what you'll see in the muse and what you'll hear is that the rain quiets, that the mind starts to quiet. So I love that they, that they begin actually at the, at the heart and they begin with breathing as the way to access that peace and well-being. So similar to how you can buy a heart math device, you can buy a a Muse headband if people wanted to go the whole distance with what you're talking about. How much does it cost to own a Muse headband? Yeah, exactly. So the Muse headbands (laughs) are around $250. Not bad bad at all. For that kind of benefit? Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And they have some sales. Um, You can get a little discount if you buy one through my website. Um, hmm. you know, add on to that. So if you, if you get the discounts, I think you can get it down to about 200. So wow. it's not bad for, for the device. It really isn't. Um, and, uh, you can start to learn a lot about what's going on in your own mind, um, using those, that tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you use it, cause I know you said that you had a very busy mind and you've trained your mind to not be a very busy mind. Did you like wear it around throughout your day, like through the grocery store and just notice and <laughs> does it look funny? Yeah, no, it was more, <laughs> you could. Uh, I did bring it to a lot of different things, but it's more meant to like sit down and do a meditation practice. Uh-huh. So like a 20 minute, 30 minute practice a day. If you follow the science of some of the leading science on meditation, you know, like Harvard scientist, um, Sarah Lazar, whom I love, And she, you know, she had meditators, new, brand new mindfulness practitioners through her Harvard study where they did a half hour of meditation a day and they found some incredible results like the amygdala, the fight or flight center in our body that gets all agitated, you know, when 
tra- there's traffic or whatever, you know, that system, which is by the way, designed to keep us safe, right? That system, which came online so that we were alert to tigers in the jungle. You know, the problem is now we're walking around in our cities and we have the same alertness that we had in the jungle um, because we're the same bodies. Mm-hmm. And to me, what feels like has happened is this busy mind that we're in, this Western way of knowing all the time, keeps us stuck in a beta brainwave state. It keeps us, our brains are in that revving kind of, if you're the type of person who's like always analyzing, always problem solving, always, you know, weighing everything, that's beta brainwave activity. And so what this tool, uh, helps you do what meditation fundamentally helps you. One of the first things that meditation does, it does a lot of things, is to bring the, the brain waves and the body out of that chronic thinking state into more of a being state, an alpha state where we're just calm, relaxed, and alert. We're still alert, but we're not on, we're not analyzing, you know, thinking critically and all of that. I feel like we have a disease of, problem solving honestly (laughs) you don't know how to be you know um and meditation you know spending a half hour a day practicing being through meditation physically like what sarah found was the amygdala shrank that fight or flight center shrank you start to rewire the neural pathways that are right now in your brain maybe stuck in this chronic beta brainwave pathways and you start to wire in new pathways for calm and clarity you know and those old pathways they start to get grassed over because you're not traveling those roads anymore um and that requires practice it requires some time but what i found in my own what happened to me was i just started doing 30 minutes a day of muse meditation and training my mind to to focus and i started to think less like it just started working lisa <laughs> you know i was amazed i was amazed at how um you know day daily practice of that really started to shift my my own brain patterns that's beautiful so there's the happy end and there's the practice of regular meditation you're recommending half an hour a day that's big bite for a lot of people but totally we've talked about that with so many people that it's it's such a wise investment of time for that reason that you just so brilliantly outlined for us i think that a lot of the experiences of my joy schoolers is we'll get in a a good place where the thinking is slowed down and maybe that could last for days weeks months for some people years and then one of those triggers happens from the outside and it all just revs up again. And uh, I wonder if you have any advice for when when you know how to access, or you, you've been accessing a relatively drama-free way to experience your life and then one of those triggers kicks, kicks it all back up. Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, so I, there's the, there's the practices that Eckhart Tolle and, uh, you know, Tibetans teach about stepping out of the mind that are amazing. Like we know where the ground is, is what I like to say. We know where we're supposed to return to. And so that's, that's extremely helpful to build those, to know where that is and have those practices. And we're energetic beings with an energetic body. And my experience is that, that when, a traumatic event happened in our life, like a child, when we were a child, that energetic blueprint or residue stays stuck in us as like consciousness kind of got stuck at age five when the dog bit us. Right. And so that dog bite consciousness energy ball is still sitting in our field or in our body somewhere. And so in order to free ourselves from being afraid of every dog we see that's going to trigger us because that, that energetic tangle literally of the dog bite when we were five is, is in our bodies. That body keeps the score, you know, as um, that famous scientist said, whose name I'm That's not. Sylvia Hogg. Thank you. Um, it is, we have to free ourselves from that. And so 
that to me is a different, a little bit of a different process um, than, I mean, I think meditation over time, you know, through long insight time, you know, insight practices, you can do that. But I find that working with the breath, breath work, and I actually do sound healing work now with tuning forks and biofield tuning, because I've found, um, and we talked a little bit about some of the miracles of plant medicine, that these other tools that work at this energetic level are where we can go to start to free ourselves and free our energy bodies from those triggers. So I do both types of work. And I think in my own experience, they're both really if you want to accelerate your way to being a free, you know, happy human being all the time, then you need to start to do the energetic work of freeing yourself from those tangles. Breath work, hooning forks, sound healing. There's so many modalities, acupunctures, you know, um, but that's the type, that's where you go to free yourself from those things. Absolutely. Do you do the sound healings virtually or you need to be in residence with the tuning for you? I guess you can be in residence over the computer. You can. I actually do do them. I do them remotely. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I'm now offering a, a, my live sessions on Insight Timer are remote uh, biofield tuning. I incorporate that into it. And I do one-on-one sessions as well, which are very powerful. Um, and you can you know, there's a number of biofield tuning practitioners now out there. Um, uh, Eileen McCusick that I learned from has some group tunings. So you can access those resources in a number of places, but the power of tuning forks and sound healing, I think is, is an amazing addition to the energetic tools that are available. They're very direct, you know? Yeah. They're profound. And and it's lasting. It's Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it is lasting and it is, it does seem to be like an onion, you know, you, sure. you clear one thing and then you find more things to clear. So it is an evolution, but um, you know, the clients that I've worked with that have worked with me over many sessions have really seen the benefits. So it's, yes, it's amazing. Um, so those are some good recommendations for the, the breath work and sound healing Meditation for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hit it, you know, think about and what resonates with you. So if you're a listener and you're wondering the, the tools that you're drawn to are the ones that I think that's your spirit, your, you know, your divine intelligence speaking to you. So if sound healing is something that really resonates with you, then I, yeah, I encourage you to explore that. And if plant medicine really speaks to you, go that route or, you know, but um, let your own inner knowing be the guide. Like that. Yeah. So I, I know in looking at your work that you talk a lot about combining ancient wisdom and modern science is that something that we've already covered or is there something uh, more to that that you want to talk about oh thank you yeah when i came up with that um you know that theme for the work that i do it was around kind of what we've talked about using tools like the muse heart math i'll mention a few others Mm -hmm. um uh, the aura ring is, is one that I, you know, use and is a way for looking, you know, measuring your sleep at night, um, looking at your heart rate variability, which is you know, more and more people are becoming aware of heart rate variability, which is simply a measure of how in balance your nervous system is, how, re- how much your balance between rest and, um, and a more uh, active state. And I found like tracking, so this aura ring, you wake up every morning and you get a HRV score, you know what your breath is like. And that tracking that and seeing how does that fluctuate with different, you know, different things I do. If I go to bed late, if you were to have a glass of wine, you know, you notice, you start to tune into your own. It's another way to be curious about your own self and start to understand the science of you. And the more you invest in that, the more you start to really explore your own body. We have these beautiful modern tools now that, you know, you don't have to go to the clinic to measure your heart rate. You can own the device and start to get curious about your own self. And so that's the modern science to me. Um, 
Another one is the Neo Rhythm. It's a headband that puts um, PEMF signals. So it actually literally helps your brain get into more of an alpha theta state um, that you can wear. So that's an active device that's assisting you to have better meditations. Um, wow. So which that's is not just measuring it. It's putting the waves into your meditation. Correct. It's not just measuring it. And then I'll, the last one I'll mention, because I could like this would be a whole hour long just on devices, but um, there's a device called Apollo that was developed by um, a psychologist, psychiatrist at University of Pittsburgh. And it it's a wristband that you wear that puts out vibrations that help bring your body into a calm state. So he developed it for people with PTSD. Um, so people whose bodies, right, our whole body is like... It's too active. It's too, it's too much on alert. It doesn't actually know how to rest. And by wearing this, and what I love about the Apollo is you can wear it all day long. Um, so it's like having a hug. And so we kind of say it's like having a hug on your wrist all the time because your body is getting this constant infusion of you are safe, you are well, everything's okay. Um, and so you know, these are some beautiful tools out there I to like assist us. people I have to buy that for. I didn't know this was going to be <laughs> such an expensive podcast. I'm going to have to go do some <laughs> massive shopping after this. I'm trying to keep a list going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you go to my cool things, uh, I have a page on my website called cool things. Oh, thank I'm, goodness. I don't have to take yeah. all these notes. Okay. <laughs> and I have links to all of these things. <laughs> um, uh, and some of them you can get a little discount by clicking through my link. Um, and so, you know, there's these tools that we can use to help, to help us so that um, we can, when I went into this, it was like, how quickly can I get well? I just wanted to be well fast, you know, I didn't want to suffer anymore. <laughs> and, um, and what I found was these tools help me get there quite quickly. Um, you know, it's 2022. I would say I entered this in the beginning. It's been about three years, you know, and pretty much like living in wellness all the time. Like living in wellness as approached by a scientist who understands all of this intricacies behind all these things. Yeah. And by the way, I had mold poisoning in 2018. So I went through a giant healing journey of of being very, very physically sick in 2018. Mm. Um, you know, so just to say that I actually, you know, I get it. Like our physical bodies can be pretty hurt by various, you know, things and, you know, and everybody comes at a different level on a different readiness, but I just, my experience and my just strong, um, well, experience working with people and knowing is that our body wants to be well, our body is on a healing journey all the time. So we can use these tools to assist it. Um, yeah, get there quicker. Mm -hmm. That's fabulous. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So just to kind of bring us full circle from the, the beginning of our conversation, you've given us a lot of self-love help today. That's the number one thing we're all about. And I know you also address how self-love benefits the collective and how we are doing this not for ourselves, but just not even just for those around us, but those around them and around them and the ripple and 
Can you just speak to that since that's so, I feel like heavy on everybody's hearts right now is it's almost feels like a luxury to pursue our joy when we see so much suffering. And I want my listeners to understand how important if we all fall in the hole and there's nobody to lower the rope, we have to keep right. our own vibrations high. Address yeah. that for us from your. Oh, I love, love, I love that question, especially as a place to conclude. So the way and this is so close to my heart because I absolutely get it. It can feel selfish to put all of our attention on these meditation and these different tools. Absolutely. And when the house is on fire, right, who do we want to run and, and um, uh, put out the fire, right? The firefighter that shows up to the fire cannot be sick and tired and not able to put out the fire. We, the heroes that show up in our stories are well and vibrant and healthy, and they're ready to put out the fire. So in my world, like what's happening is there's a giant fire and we need as many well firefighters to show up to put out our, our you know, global fire. Um, so this is the process of becoming the firefighter of your family, of your friends and of the world. And like, put in your mind, like in burn in your mind that that firefighter is, they're the superheroes of the story, you know, and those superheroes don't get there by putting out and putting out and putting out and never attending to themselves. They actually do the inner work to, to be like vibrant and healthy and well. And we absolutely need as many of us on that path as possible. Like close your eyes and think of how many people in the world you can support when you're healthy and vibrant and well, like you become this infinite resource for everyone around you, you know, radiating with wellness and a sense that it's all okay and it's all going to be fine. And so the call, everyone here, is to take your own peace and well-being as the highest priority possible. It is your number one job is to put your own peace and well-being first, because when you do that, you have an infinite energy and ability to help others and the world. So lovely. Thank you for those words. I felt it. Ah, I'm going to rub all that in. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for what you're doing. I feel equally like your energy and vibration and all of what you're doing is just so you're being the superhero in this community and I just feel it and it's amazing your energy so thank you thank you oh thank you that, that means a lot I love that thank you so tell okay so insight timer is the primary place people can finally find you you also have a website mm -hmm. and it's yeah Holly Aaron Copeland so Holly Aaron Copeland my website's heartmindalchemy.com oh, that's right Yep. And then from there, you can actually even link directly to my Insight Timer channel. You can, I've got some YouTube videos. I have a course that I'm running soon called Vibrational Alchemy. And we're going to do a four-week course with my friend Amy Green on teaching you some of the vibrational tools of working with tuning forks and Copaiba essential oil. That starts in April. So um anybody wants to actually get some hands on well, we're going to ship everybody a set of tuning forks and teach you how to use them so that you might see exciting. me there i'm excited <laughs> okay yeah please join us i'm super excited so there's that and um links to the things i talked about on the show today um and and if you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching or biofield tuning sessions i've got links to that too so thank you Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I love you and we will oh. be in touch for sure. Listeners, I'm going to sign off now too. I love y'all and I'll see you next week. Do that meditation that Holly led us through earlier in the podcast and then make that your weekly practice. You don't have to listen to it every time maybe, but once you've felt what it feels like, just maybe go into that feeling of, of um, integrating what you're experiencing on the external and bringing it closer to your inner being so you can feel that core essence in this new way that holly has laid out for us thank you thank you lisa thank you everyone listening joy comes in many flavors but they all start with you being full on glorious you 
If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. I'll see you next week for Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Much love. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. <laughs>